that's something. Yeah. Uh, coming at you from the internet. So the the concept of this whole thing is that we're too busy really to watch anything. We're too busy to even come up with a title. So that was the first issue. So apologies <laughs> for the, the lack of title. Yeah, so I, I guess first off, we're massive, massive, big wrestle fans. But the issue is that we're just too busy to even care and watch it these days. So I've got no idea what's happening. So I guess first things first then, uh, Jack, my good friend, why are you too busy to watch wrestling this week? Um, so this week, uh, mostly I've been too busy uh, working, of course, uh, the big one. Uh, it's also the first week of the NFL coming back, uh, which always eats in uh, a little bit to my, my wrestle watching. Anyone that's been sort of keeping an eye on the YouTube page will uh, know that there's not been too much content going up there either. Uh, I've been been too busy to look. Because unfortunately we've been too busy. So there's that. But of course you wouldn't have seen the the, the YouTube page because literally no one has seen the YouTube page. Except for maybe WrestleCrate once. There was, a big, there was a big uh, there was a big spike when they uh, when they retweeted uh, my tweet at jackhead eight six in case you're wondering why was it that you were too busy this week to watch wrestling? Oh, I feel your accusatory finger prodded in my face now, and I will push it back and say that the reason I was too busy this week was that I made a very nice chili. Now. In my house, these are called the Chili Con Dickies, named after myself. And what I decided to do instead of watch wrestling was make a delicious chili. I sprinkled in a bit of paprika, a bit of cumin, a bit of chili powder. Hmm. It was a delicious treat. So that was the main reason. No NFL, no looking on YouTube channels. Just decided to make a chili instead. Just a week-long chili cook-off. It was... Um, Craig David once said on Monday, he took some for a drink on Tuesday, did something else, but on Monday I made a chilli, on Tuesday I made a chilli, and then on Wednesday I made a chilli. It was chilli week. Well, that's, I'd, I'd say that's acceptable. Uh, I'm not sure how the uh, the smarks out there are going to uh, going to agree, but essentially, uh, essentially with this with this podcast, we're we're taking uh, smart marking to the next level. We are the next gen smarks, so we're going to prove. I think uh, today, you, you you know, if you're too busy, you don't even need to watch wrestling. So so we're going to uh, we're going to take you all the way back to Monday uh, with Monday Night Raw. Um, we didn't see it, of course. Too busy making the chilling. But uh, I'm pretty sure we know we we know what happened. So uh, let's have a little uh, a little chat about that. Maybe we'll have a little bit of music now, uh, something fancy. Who knows? Here's one from the Splash from Beautiful Bridgewater. I've been lucky enough to play with these guys a few times. If you've not had chance to go check them out, please do. You won't regret it. This song seems. Almost two on the nose for this podcast. Enjoy. We know we're nothing new. We're not breaking the mold. Hoping songs and sing along. Never get old. Stop wasting your time. Trying to get signed. We know we'll never 
power of the internet, I can see uh, the first matchup of Raw this week was John Cena versus Jason Jordan. Mm. Now, so, I reckon in this scenario, my man John Cena, he makes easy work of young Jason Jordan. I reckon it's probably a two-minute match. Johnny Boy with the Johnny Boy finishing for the swift one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So I know at, at the moment they're running the storyline that Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's son for some oh. reason. Uh, I don't know why. And is John Cena's uh, Kurt Angle's son as well? I think that would that, that that would be the ultimate twist, wouldn't it? I think that's probably what happened this match is they were duking it out. Kurt Angle came out and he said, boys, boys, boys. And Cena got on the mic and he, he was running this whole thing about you don't get to, to, to call me boy. Uh, and, you know, Angle just drops the bomb. Cena, I am your father. I think that by, by the end of, by, by the time that WrestleMania comes around, it's going to be revealed that Kurt Angle is the dad of every single roster member in uh, in Raw. It's just going to be <laughs> one big incestuous brawl. What I am think probably happened when I was naughty, uh, when I was younger, uh, me, when me and my brother were scrapping, my dad used to come in with a slipper. I mm. used to hit us both just to make sure we got the right one mm. when we were playing that. My thinking is at the end of this match, Kurt Angle comes down with a slipper mm. and um, smacks both John Cena and Jason Jordan. Good clip round the ear. Yeah, I reckon. So drags them both yeah, backstage. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I guess that could be the good setup for the WrestleMania reveal where he is, he's, yeah. where he's savaged literally everyone. Where where um, Raw is, uh, where Raw used to be, Raw is war, it's now just going to be Raw is angle. Uh, yeah, where every I, ca- every character is is like John Angle, Jason Angle, Braun Angle. Yeah, big I, angle, big show angle. That is, is is the biggest. What? They could really market it as the biggest angle in wrestling history. Oh, you're onto something. Uh, yeah. I think as well, you're coming up with the idea about the WrestleMania payoff. WrestleMania usually has this big Andre the Giant battle royal. They could have the big Andre Giant Angle mm. Battle Royal, where of course Andre Giant was Kurt Angle's son. All the wrestlers who are uh, who have been fathered by Kurt Angle is actually in this yeah. this big Battle Royal. I don't know the, the winner gains his love or something. I think I think that's that's probably feasible. So yeah, I, 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 I'm liking this episode of Raw so far. I think it's pretty good. Think, think, What's uh, the next match? That's pretty good. So, so the next segment, uh, I say segment because it, it's not a match. After John Cena is being revealed as John Angle, John Cena and Roman Reigns confront one another in the battle of the merchandise sales. Did they bring a spreadsheet out? I, I I'd imagine I'd imagine that's exactly what happened. They've they've got oh that'd be brilliant. You yeah, know look up some. You know how uh, like WWE always you, you know brings in kind of like developmental wrestlers to 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 fill roles in in really mm. stereotypical. Uh, so I imagine they got this this big sort of beefed up 
developmental guy out, uh, you, you know, dressed in full nerd regalia. You, you know, WWE nerd, not real world nerd. So, you, you, you know, he's got the pocket protector and the glasses and the trousers up to his nipples. Um, no. Talking about all the spreadsheets. And then I assume for no other reasons than it's Roman Reigns. He just starts Superman punching and spearing every... Every I, I wonder if he puts in. Just, I wonder if Roman Reigns puts John Cena through a pivot table. Just like not, not, not even just like everybody in the ring, but just everybody in the arena, one by one. He's just spearing everybody in the crowd. It's probably the biggest. This is off the hook. This episode. Pro- probably the <laughs> biggest. Probably the biggest pop that he's ever got uh, as a wrestler, and that's that's going to be their new their new gimmick for him. Like so basically, people just, just like, line up at meet and greets to be speared by uh, Roman Reigns. Is this match basically who do we hate the least? Is that the real the concept of this match? I, I think yeah, it's just it's just a promo. It's what's called uh, the flogging the dead horse promo. Flogging the dead horse on the pole match. Where they're they're kindly just saying you are gonna like one of these two. So you know. Here they are for twenty minutes. So yeah, I think you know, good start so far. Good start so far. Sounds good. Not quite regretting making the chili, but it's a good start. So after Double R is speared every member of the audience. I mean, I imagine that probably took a good half hour. We've got a tag team match. Uh, Heavenly bodies in it. Really highlighting how strong the WWE tag team uh, division is uh, with Heath Slater and Rhino versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Bit of an international flavour as I'm sure they probably mentioned 300 times during this match. Mm, It's the the Europeans against um, Mm, the mm. Rhino and the Slater. Yeah, so, so I mean inevitably I'm assuming the Americans won. Yep, I reckon they handedly beat Sheamus and Cesaro. I mean, if uh, if I if I was going to uh, make a sort of prediction about this match, it would probably be that the audience chanted EC Dub. I'd hope so. Uh, sometimes I just walking down the street, I just chant it. EC Dub. That that would be. Uh, I'm I'm sort of glad I chose for the chili instead of. The yeah, I mean, I think I think that's kind of the cup of tea match, isn't it? You, mm. you kind of just uh, you, you half watch it, really. No, no offense to Seamus and Cesaro. I mean, to be fair, Seamus and Cesaro, uh, I like them. I like them uh, just fine. But it's it's. I mean, I, I think if you've got a match that's less interesting than. Uh, Two of the most hated wrestlers just talking, and you, you're probably uh, you're probably not in good stead there. No, I, I, my prediction, I, I, I believe Seamus with a pro kick in the kitchen or something. Seamus won. He he, he kicked. Uh, he slays him. Yeah, yeah. Right. So next match up, WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Jeff Hardy with Matt Ooh. Hardy. Uh, apparently, we've gone back to 1998 versus The Miz with Maurice and The Miz Taraj, whatever that is. Ooh. 
this to me is going to be a Hardy's victory. I think uh, oh, it's not a tag team match; it's just a singles match. Just right? a, just a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. So uh, Miz is champion, well. and uh, Jeff Hardy is uh, is, is uh, challenging. Is Jeff Hardy still? Does he sometimes come out as his alter ego Willow with the umbrella? Does he have an umbrella? Uh, I don't think so. I think TNA probably wouldn't allow him to do that. Much like uh, there's been that dispute over the uh, the broken Matt Hardy gimmick that pretty sure he was kind of doing before TNA anyway. But TNA desperately are holding on to it for some reason. Well, Miz has been around the block for a while, isn't he? He sort of. Uh... He's well placed in the company. Yeah, now, I, I saw. Imagine I saw. He, he, would, he would win. I saw recently on the social medias that he's been like the fourth longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. Flippity flip. Is that longer than Honky Tonk Man? I think he's he's either got the, gone a one over Honky Tonk or he's one below. I can't I can't remember. I I think he's one below Honky Tonk at the moment, but he's uh, he's outranked Tito Santana. Oh, El Matador. I, well, if if Honky Tonk's still the above him, I reckon this is gonna he's gonna continue to be. <laughs> until they can somehow erase uh, Honky Tonk <laughs> from history. Yeah, Miz wins then. Miz wins with the uh, whatever finisher he's using. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a feeling just from reading the match description there, uh, or rather just the match uh, competitors, it's just going to be a really weird match. I'd imagine there's something to do with bananas in it for some reason. It's probably a midget because I think uh, Miz is the kind of guy that finds midgets really funny. And the WWE as a whole, as a company, are still kind of just laughing at midgets. Um, you just see Vince McMahon backstage laughing, talking about midgets and bananas. Um I think there was a song for that, wasn't it? Oh, no, that was Bananas in Pajamas. Okay, no. Bananas. <laughs> it was close. It was close. Okay. Not, not Bananas in Midgets. That would be <laughs> a wholly different, a much darker song, I think. So there you go. Miz. That's probably the reason why I'm too busy to watch it next week, because I thought that's what I'm going to be YouTubing. Miz wins with something. I, I think Miz gets a lot of bad flack, and I reckon he he deserves a, a lengthy title reign. I think when he's so, yeah. when he's out as Miz Angle, that's when he's really gonna when he's really gonna shine. <laughs> yeah, wait till Mania. That's when that's his crowning moment. Winning okay. the Andre the Giant Angle Battle Royal. Okay, so we got a six man tag match to uh, bring things back on track after the uh, they've cleared up the. All those bananas. The bananas smushed all over. And there's a cruiserweight match, six man tag. Tony Nice. Tony Nice. Yeah. Noam Dar and Drew Gulak versus Enzo. I've been renegated to 205 Amore. Gran Metallic and Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I reckon this is this is just done and dusted in two minutes, and it's just try and get us quickest way for this thing because we, we've totally gone down the wrong the wrong road with this and we're just going to keep going but um, let's just get over and done with 
Yeah, I think the cruiserweight division is a step-by-step guide of how you take amazing wrestlers and make them mundane, uh, mostly just uh, I don't know, by wrestling the WWE style, as they like to say, because each one of those wrestlers probably bar Enzo Amore, no offense to Enzo Amore, but any of them bar Enzo Amore are fantastic wrestlers by by their own right, but they've just been boring in the WWE, right? Um, I, I would say I have no idea who won this, and I don't think for one second anyone in WWE knows who won. Who won I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they would have even sort of paid any attention to this. I've just had to take a look because... I've been so busy, I don't even know who commentates Emerald anymore. Apparently it's Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Booker T. So if I had to make any guesses on that match, I would say what's happened is there was a lot of Booker T saying shucky duck duck. And then I'd imagine there's a lot of Michael Cole ripping off Moro, Ronello. So... My prediction for that match is that they just almost on like a loop, like a WWE uh, 2K game loop of commentary, just Booker T saying Shucky Duck Duck, and uh, then either Corey Graves or Michael Cole going, Tope Suicida! Tope Suicida! Tope Suicida! That's, that's my prediction for that match. So if I was to guess who won that match, it would be Tope Suicida won the match. Okay, I, I fully agree, and I think Tope Suicida is a worthy winner. So, next up, we got Finn Balor addressing Bray Wyatt. So, another Ooh. another bit of talk. Why is he talk. addressing him? I don't know. I've not been watching. <laughs> Come on, keep, keep up with this here. Uh, <laughs> Sounds interesting. I guess it's kind of like the battle of who's going to take over from The Undertaker. Is it going to be the demon or is it going to be the eater of worlds? Um, My prediction, neither. Well, I definitely don't think it's going to be Bray Wyatt. I'd love for it no. to be Bray Wyatt. I think I think he's fantastic. But, you you know... Unlike The Undertaker, who obviously uh, famously had the streak, I think Bray Wyatt must uh, have a streak, surely, for the most uh, pay-per-view losses, because there seems to be sort of... I mean, if I'm going to predict this uh, this feud here, it's pretty much Bray Wyatt talks on and on and on, tormenting Finn Balor about how he's going to beat Finn Balor, and how he's the greatest, and then it's going to come to the pay-per-view, and then Bray Wyatt's going to lose, and then that's it. So the the concept of this feud is, who do you want to have a streak? Yeah, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, I don't see a way that they can bring Bray Wyatt uh, back around to being relevant after you've ascent- they essentially put a belt on him just so that he could drop it to Randy Orton. That was literally the only reason they made him a champion, was so that he could drop it to Randy Orton. So the- what I'm saying probably happened is this, uh, this segment was 
like the battle of who's going to lose to Randy Orton for no no reason next. Okay, I, 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 if I remember rightly, there was in that WrestleMania match there was worms and snakes and everything in the ring. Yeah, there was. Well, fully behind more of that stuff. Well, they weren't. It it wasn't actually sort of in the ring, though, was it? It it was just sort of like an effect on the screen, wasn't it? Wasn't it like? Oh, it was, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that was terrible idea. Just, just, just for like maybe that's what the like if they actually just that's how they could make. Bray Wyatt sort of relevant again, I think, is just throwing worms and snakes at him as he as he wrestles. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. It could be sort of this gimmick could be sort of uh, along the lines of I'm a celebrity or something where they have yeah those gimmicks they have to eat stuff. Yeah, that's, maybe that's what they should have, like the, 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 the Bray Wyatt snake eating match where yeah. uh, the winner is the first person to eat a whole snake. But like they yeah. beat each other up while they're trying to eat the snake. So, the, so I they, think that's probably this, this part of the. I, I don't know. I think snakes. I I think yeah. Obviously, this is just the 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 talk. But I think probably that's what happened is that um, uh, Bray Wyatt challenged Balor to the uh, Bray Wyatt snake eating match. Um, yeah, I like it. And then they could follow up with a snakes and ladders match. They could. That's what. That's really what uh, is needed to freshen up yeah, uh, that. ladder matches. Like you have to go up the ladder to get the belt, but it's not over until you've slid down a snake. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And then you have to eat the ladder or the snake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after that uh, truly bizarre segment, we've got uh, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Emma. Uh, I presume that Nia Jax just destroyed everyone on account that she's like three times the size of them all. Yeah, well, um, Alexa Bliss, from what I've seen, tremendous work in um, and I'm, from what I've seen, mainly is, is mainly in the form of gifts, and she seems to be the queen of gifts with her facial expression. She, so I, I think she seems like if, a fantastic uh, wrestler. The only issue is, is the fact that she's about three foot tall, and uh, therefore, I don't see any conceivable way that you can make it believable that she's beating up Nia, Nia Jax. It kind of goes back to that sort of Rey Mysterio versus Undertaker sort of thing. Like, I know I it's all about a, a baby face and fighting from underneath. And yeah, I, I reckon she's got serious potential there. I, I know it's all about suspending your disbelief, but come on, man. Nia Jax would, would, would destroy her, surely. Nice to see that Emma's back. Uh, she'd managed to survive, obviously, working uh, with... What was his name? Uh, Murillo. Santino Murillo, was it? Uh, he had a snake as well, didn't he? He did have a snake. He, he had a Imagine snake. Imagine if he was paired up with Bray and Bray just ate his hand. He had a snake and she she was... That, <laughs> that's the next... <laughs> that's the next... That's the next step. Like that's gonna be their big their big gimmick. Santino is, is Santino. I I'm saying Santino. They could, in that ladder, I, they could have Santino dangling from the ceiling. He's uh, got the ladder and eat his hand. 
and then and then after that Bray Wyatt becomes tag team partners with Santino Marillo and it'll be like yeah. the gimmick that, that Bray Wyatt keeps going for the tag but, <laughs> but he can't tag in because he's got no arms after Bray Wyatt ate him <laughs> they'd be an awesome tag team I, yeah I, my, my prediction what happened in this match is that uh, there was a run in by Santino and Bray was still <laughs> linked in the ring, ringside and it was just a big, a big brawl, and they ran in the ring, and Bray decided to chomp on Santino's arm. There's no. And then we smashed the break. That was it. No contest after no. Santino Marilla lost his arm. All right. Oh. Dear Lord, I feel sorry for anyone that has to to go on after that. <laughs> after. This has been a cracking rule so far. You started off with a, yeah. um, a Kurt Angle it's being uh, fatter in everyone. It's been one um, for the one for the ages. Excel, it's like the it's like the greatest episode of Raw and <laughs> Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but that, was, that was the the cup of tea. That was the point I made the chili. So next match is a non-title match: Anderson and Gallows versus Rollins and Ambrose. Mm. So the the shield this, back again without, without again no not non-title match. Uh, is this one of these a champion? The champion. I, I assume so. You would think that, wouldn't you? Unless they unless 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 they unless they've just started putting non-title match in front of every match that that doesn't have a title involved in it now just to make it sound uh, a bit more appealing we're gonna have a non-title match now <laughs> no titles in this one the um, yep. it's their new their their new gimmick they're trying to make it seem like it's a gimmick in itself it's just i want to say name a pay-per-view after it my non-title <laughs> the non <laughs> smackdown exclusive <laughs> So yeah, Bullet Bullet Club versus the Shield. This one is sort of like the 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 dream match for so many for so many smart marks being thrown away on uh, on Raw, which is good. Yeah, I I like the sound of that. Um, but then again, I suppose when you've got when you've got a show where literally a man has had his arm eaten off, <laughs> you're gonna. You're gonna need to to bring out the pay-per-view uh, matches after that, aren't you? The big guns, the big non-title matches. Yeah. Um, you can't have gone back to Heath Slater after this. <laughs> Are they back wearing the shield outfit? I, you, you know what? I I don't know, but I'm gonna say yes. Good, excellent. But they're um, gonna but but between them, they like they they wear their own ones, and then they wear Roman Reigns one as well, like between okay. the two of them. Like uh, like that's their gimmick is like they're like you know like a three-legged race, but they're like they they have the three-legged tag match. Uh, oh, that'd be a fantastic pay-per-view match. So it's uh that's uh, that's what this one was. They uh they uh had the the three-legged tag match. Gallows and Anderson just wearing one of Fallet. That Fallet, yeah, bad luck Fallet. That's what they're wearing. They're wearing. Gallows and Anderson are just wearing one of Fale's t-shirts. I always know on New Japan, uh, NJPW World, um, Big Luck Fale's name is translated um, as 
Big Chops Fanet or something. <laughs> <laughs> Big Chops Fanet runs into the three-legged match, and that's the end. With with like a third leg, like he he runs down with like a, his own leg. He's got an extra leg. He's, he's carrying an he's, extra he's, leg. He's got like a he's got like an artificial leg surgically attached to him. So that he's yeah, so, so that he can become the WWE three-legged tag team champion. That's what they should do each week in the in the because no the the tag titles have long gone since being re- relevant. Each week they should just recreate a sports day of match. <laughs> so this week was the three-legged. Next week's the the, the, the sack the, race. The egg and spoon champion. Egg and spoon. Who would be good for the egg and spoon? Um. Uh, that that sounds like a. Um, oh, well, well, I reckon it's pro- anyway, pro- probably Mark Mark Henry is going to be. Uh, I, I mean, the world's strongest man surely is going to have seen his fair share of egg and spoon races. Eggy Guerrero, <laughs> he would have been good for it. Um, it would be perfect as well with the the whole sports day concept with Kurt Angle being the dad of everyone. He could be on Lovely. the sidelines cheering yeah. on everyone. That that would be it. So right. So the prediction is that WrestleMania next year <laughs> is, is basically just going to be a sports day event where they all fight for for the love of, uh, of, of Kurt of Angle, Big Papa Pump, Kurt Angle. And at the end, there's when they do the dad's race. It's just Kurt Angle, and he wins it. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty pretty good predictions I think going on there. So finally, we're on to the main event, the one that every. Well, that's gone by quickly. The one that. It rules like four hours. It is, yeah. Six hours. Yeah, yeah. it's the one that everyone goes for. Bit of uh, bit of Braun Strowman versus. Isn't Braun the name of like a hair straightening? company. It is. They, they make like the house brawn, yeah. They they is, pay is him to, to advertise. <laughs> is that his gimmick? Is he, is he like is the Bible Beefcake? Does he straighten people's hair? Yeah, that's why he has such good good hair. Ah, one. <laughs> okay, so we've got um, the hair straightener. Who's he against? And he's in a, uh, a a cage match versus the Big Show. So it's the big oh, guy. He's got no hair. It's the big, big guy. Has no hair. <laughs> that's that's why. That's totally. That's why they're. That's why they hate each other so much. <laughs> but Big Show, he's got a bit of facial hair. He's got a bit of a goatee, isn't he? So Braun can straighten his his goatiness. He could. He could. Um, what else does Braun make? I mean, I know the only thing I really know about Joe is that he's a big, he's a big vape guy. <laughs> so I just looked up it's Braun. A bit of madness. Right? And and Braun also makes. Irons. Yeah. They make blenders, hand blenders. But do do they make uh, vape devices? They don't. But they make irons, and irons sometimes have sometimes they they give off the impression of of all it that could. smoke. So he could confuse Big Show with one of the irons and presses the steaming part of the the button that shoots off a load of smoke. No, not smoke. So steam. confuses Big Show thinking it's vaping, and then he takes him down and tries to straighten mm. his goatee. I, I think that's probably the most plausible thing that, that this happened. So the, <laughs> the match is just, the, the, that that's how it starts. Braun Strowman gets in early, uh, trying to straighten, trying to straighten uh, Show's beard. And then Show just hulks out, 
using his special move of turning into three miniature bears. Um, yeah, wonderful. And then beautiful. Strowman obviously famously scared of tiny bears. So uh, who is he, he? He he goes up onto the onto the cage side, a bit terrified, obviously, and he breaks the side of the cage. That's that's my prediction. Okay, who Big Show breaks the cage? I don't think it matters which one. Look, well, no, Big Show. Big Show's three miniature bears now, so oh. you know. <laughs> Remember when Big Show de- his um, his debut with the company was at St Valentine's Day Massacre, and he he came up from a, he slit open the ring and he yeah. poked up and emerged from the canvas, and he picked up Stone Cold, and he threw him against the cage in an act of violence, hoping to destroy Stone mm-hmm. Cold. And all he did was throw him against the cage, and Stone Cold used it like Tarzan to swing out and and win. So did, did that happen? Did he throw? Um, I imagine so. I mean, I think he's done that, and then in a in a weird twist, it shows given a microphone, and he starts saying, "Guys, I've been trying so so long to make up for the fact that I was part of the Dungeon of Doom." But I've I, I got to face it now with, with the advent of the, the network, people can still go back, watch exactly how ridiculous that angle was. I'm really sorry. Dungeon of Doom was the most ridiculous storyline in the history of wrestling. And then... I, I, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Santina with the snake. And, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then Hulk Hogan comes out and he's like, brother, what are you talking about? That whole angle where I, where I fought you... In the Dungeon of Doom, that was that was solid gold, brother. That that made the WCW, brother. It's an uncanny impression. And then <laughs> and then Kurt Angle comes out and he says, "Show Hulk Hogan, I am your father." And a cry just pops. Roman Reigns comes out. He's spearing audience members. <laughs> Um, and, and then, then, and then it, 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 you, you know, the little Titan, what has you, comes up, and um, and and there we are. And, 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 and Bray's got something <laughs> in his hand in his mouth. <laughs> um, isn't, and, and, isn't Strowman is in a in a big feud with um, Kurt Angle's other son, Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think they just randomly put this match on uh, Raw because no one watches it. <laughs> Um, which, which appliance is Braun Strowman going to use to take down um, Brock Lesnar? I think I think because they realised that no one could beat Brock Lesnar legitimately in a wrestling match that is going to be in an, an ironing match uh, where they both just have like a really big pile of ironing and it's the it's, first... It's a new concept the, on the, the Iron first, Man match. The first, the first the 60 minute ironing match where the the person who irons irons the most uh, items of clothing within the hour is uh, is crowned the champion. Oh, this sounds sounds like a an off the charts match. This one. So there you go. Can't so, wait for the <laughs> So that that was that was Raw on uh, the fourth of of September. If anyone listening out there saw Raw, let us know how we did. How close we how close we were to the actual uh, the actual show. Next time we will uh, be reviewing another show, one that's undecided. We don't know what the title is. We don't know what We're it's going to be. Yet. 
Okay. But one thing is for sure, it will be something that we were too busy to watch. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Looking forward so, to, watch, to not watching whatever it was. So, again, let us know if you enjoyed this, wherever this ends up. We'll be back soon. Come check out the channel. Uh, Dickis and Jackhead do wrestling. Come give me a tweet over on the Twitter and the uh, at Jackhead86. Dicky Hats, you, you have a, a Twitter account as well, I believe. No, please don't contact me. Uh, I'm too busy to... Uh, to yeah, you're, you're, ne- you're, never, you're never on it, but you've, you've got yeah. one. So, I don't know what that is. It's at, at Dickie Hats or something. Mm-hmm. So, go check that out. There won't be many updates, but it's there. Yes, do let us know what you want us not to watch, and we will not watch it. <laughs> we will not be watching it. So, yeah, very much. That That's it. That's our show. Dickies and Jackhead do, uh, I think this one will be called Rubbed Raw. Dickies and Jackhead do rubbed raw. We don't watch it, so you have to. Thank you so very much for sitting through this whole podcast. Uh, we really do hope that you've enjoyed. To play us out is another track from The Splash. Again, if you have not checked them out, please do. They're on Bandcamp, they're on Facebook, and all other popular social medias. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>